Hey everyone, I'm AudioNerd64. And I'm Big Nkrumah. And... That's not fair. We not- are your game of friends. We are your game of friends. Beautiful. I would keep going, but I feel like it would it would take way too long for anyone to get it. And no one's going to get it. I'm the only person that listens to Yola. Well, I guess now they don't have to get it. Way to, way to spoil everyone. If you're not listening to Yola, you should be. You're fucking up. We, we told you guys to listen to Oof. Yola. Specifically while playing Red Dead Redemption. That's true. We and did now you can do it that. with her new album. Oh, it's so good. I, this is not locking on. <laughs> <laughs> we got some releases. Tribes of Midgard, The Ascent, The Sims 4, Cottage Living. We've also got Activision Blizzard, Console Wars, and EA Play. These past two weeks in Nerdum, we watched Harley Quinn. We didn't watch Suicide Squad. We're talking about Idris Elba anyway, Tim Drake, <laughs> Funimation and Crunchyroll, and finally, Disney. Love a, love a broad topic. In the home screen, we are getting into the Back for Blood beta, Apex Legends Season 10, Mini Motorways, and xCloud. Blogging on first up, a game that is near and dear to our hearts, and this show specifically. Mm. Second star has this Kickstarter campaign that's running right now. We kicked and started. What? (laughs) We donated. Well, technically, they kicked and started, and you supported the the kick and starting. You you can't. You're not the Kickstarter. I was saying we like us, but I'll take all the credit. That's fine. No, I'm just saying, no. No, no. no, The the second star team is the Kickstarter. You're not. I contributed anyway and i will get a copy of the game a few episodes back we had leslie on the show who is working on that game it was a great conversation it was we're gonna, i guess we should link to that in the show notes but yes. more importantly we're gonna link to the kickstarter that's right in the show notes they've got like a weekend change left love that and you should really pitch in it's it's actually uh what we talk about a lot it's mm-hmm. the type of game that we want to play and we believe in supporting the types of games that we want to play. Beautiful. I believe in supporting it, apparently. Sorry. Shut up. Next. Tribes of Midgard is out. I don't play these types of survival games, but people seem to really enjoy it. Yeah, they they do. There's a lot of Viking shit going on right now. Everyone is, y'all are really into the Vikings. There was that Valhalla game, not the Assassin's Creed one, but the other one. There was another one? Was it called Valhalla? It was called something. Valheim? It was Valheim. Valheim. That's yep, right. Yep, 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 yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, enjoy. Have fun. <laughs> Love that for y'all. It looks like you can't really go wrong. Uh, a very small team made it, and, and it seems very polished. Okay. Well, we love that. The Ascent out on Game Pass for free. Uh, PC is the only other way you can play it right now, although I think maybe it's going to other platforms in the future. Mm-hmm. It's basically just sci-fi Diablo. It looks like a lot of fun, and I actually really want to play it, but everyone on Xbox was saying that it was impossible to play, that the technical aspect of the launch went really poorly, and folks wow. couldn't stay connected it was just like a shit show, and now people have kind of moved on to other games. I'm hoping I can maybe corral the troops to give this one another go. Well, look, like I always say, if it's on Game Pass, I'll download it. Yeah, there's there's no harm. I'm not a Diablo person, so describing it in such a way does not um, titillate my senses, but... I don't think that the state of California is actively suing the makers of The Ascent. Mm-hmm. So this might be the only way you get to play Diablo for those of us who would like to. Right. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Sims 4 Cottage Core. That's what I'm calling it. <sighs> that is not what it's called. It's called Cottage Living. I'm looking for a modern, modern. family farmhouse. Got it. That's what I want. If any of you listening have a really good modern family farmhouse that you can recommend to me, mm-hmm. preferably on a 40 by 40 plot, I live in <laughs> Brindleton Bay and I don't want to move to the new area. The new area is like too rural. Oh, 
This is this is too specific. Brindleton May is exactly where I want to be, and oh I'm on a 40 by 40 plot. I really don't want to move, so help me find a house. I can't tell you about this game yet. Like It's very much not in the home screen, not because I haven't downloaded it and not because I haven't played it, mm-hmm. but because I haven't found a home. So you've just been... I've been home. I've been shop. home searching. You've you, house you're, shopping. You're on your house hunting. You're on your own episode house of hunting. house hunting. That's right. That's exactly right. Is it going to be number one, the cottage core bungalow? Number two, the cottage mid rise, or number three is supposed to be the the modern the cottage, cottage inspired. Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. Um, I don't know what I'm saying. It's just I house words. don't have to settle because it's a video game, right? And I can put in Rosebud and get an unlimited amount of money. So oh, we hate cheats. I love cheats. I won't be settling. You love cheating and you love scamming. <laughs> I won't be settling. <laughs> I will find that perfect farmhouse. Even if I find the shell and okay. then I can turn it into what I want. Right. So it's now turning into an episode of Love It or List It. Love It or List It. Listen. List it. <laughs> he really do be saying it like and that. I, and I love it. Lord Jesus. Pokemon Unite also came out. It is the Pokemon MOBA on Switch. It seems to have gone from, eh, this is kind of a pay-to-win fiasco, to hyper-competitive. They really tuned all of the Pokemon out of the gate. Like, it was super unbalanced. People were complaining left and right. We have a very strong contingent in the Discord. It is quite fascinating to watch because I will not I have be no part of it. I have no idea what they're I'm talking about. No clue. I don't get it. I don't even know what a lane is. I, for me, that's bowling. I'm kidding. I do know what the lanes are. But... Bowling. <laughs> not I, bowling. Uh, I, I have no interest in, in in playing this, unfortunately, as much as I am interested in, in Pokemon. It's just not my thing. But if it's your thing, we love that for you. Yeah, and apparently it's much better now than it was when it came out. Which is great. It's a short turnaround. Yeah, they're, they're really working on the, the balancing, so yeah, good for them. Good, good shit. Activision Blizzard. What a fucking shit show. Yeah... If you are paying at all any amount of attention to the video game industry, you probably have a pretty good sense of what is happening here. But just in case you don't. Yeah, in the event that you don't know what's going on, the state of California, kind of out of nowhere, slapped Activision Blizzard with an enormous lawsuit alleging horrific really yeah levels of harassment sexual harassment assault etc there was a cosby room like they hung up a picture of bill cosby on the wall yeah i uh you'd think things wouldn't shock us anymore and yet everyone talks about the rampant bro culture of video games that's not new nothing in the report, really, even, is things that we haven't heard about or heard of. It's just the degree to which this permeated the entire atmosphere mm-hmm. at Activision Blizzard. I personally don't play any Activision Blizzard games on a regular basis. And I have to say that until the workers are firmly in control and feel represented and respected and have more than just a seat at the table, mm-hmm. I probably will not be getting into Activision Blizzard titles. I mean, that's very fair. It's a, What came out was pretty rough. Pretty rough is perhaps the understatement of the millennium. <laughs> that's it, fair. It's really, really bad. Um, and it's not going away anytime soon it, it it still is ongoing there are currently organization efforts happening inside they haven't announced unionization specifically but they have announced that the staff are organized and are you know a cohesive unit um i think that they have a name for themselves but i uh actually don't know what that name is they organized a walkout 
So there was a work stoppage. A lot of people in a lot of different industries also came out in support of that. Mm -hmm. A lot of gamers have been doing sit-ins in Activision Blizzard games, as well as digitally boycotting. So there's been a really big community reaction to this. Yes. Um, The final few points that I'll throw in there is that the initial reaction from Activision was basically like, we didn't do anything wrong. This is total overreach, and everyone who's complaining about this is ridiculous. And then people read the report, and they changed their tune really quick. Um, In response to all the staff organizing, Mm -hmm. they hired the same union-busting law firm that Amazon employs. We love that. We love keeping them employed. (laughs) Especially since those people are probably responsible, in part at least, for what happened in Alabama at the Bessemer facility. So, I don't know. I feel strongly that things are going to have to get worse before they get better. Um, There have been some firings. J. Allen Brack is gone. Jesse Meshek, who was the HR person, is gone. Um, Fran Townsend, who was in the Bush administration and defended torture famously, is hanging on for dear life. Wait, what? Did you see that hard drive joke today where they were like, Andrew Cuomo announces his new role at Activision Blizzard? I did. (laughs) Well, that's kind of the joke. Like, they've hired a bunch of former DC bigwigs, almost all of whom are right-wing reactionary awful people who have done and been implicated in awful things. (sighs) Video games are apolitical, Jordan. (laughs) Don't you remember? That's right. That's like, that's I'm so oh my, sorry. I could not imagine like f- I can't imagine doing that. Like what a pivot to just be like, "Oh, okay. Same fuck up, just a different industry. Glad I could just still be employed." Yeah. That's Oh my god. That's well, ugh. to be <laughs> to, <laughs> I don't give a shit about being fair to her. She totally dragged victims under the bus. She said some really awful things. She was blocking employees on Twitter. She ended up deleting her own Twitter. Like her hands are not clean here. Mm-hmm. However, she did just get there. Like she hasn't been a part of this toxic okay. culture yeah, yeah, because yeah. she hasn't had time to be a part of it. Not to say that she wouldn't have been a part of it. Um, but solidarity with the workers at Activision Blizzard um, kudos to you for all you're doing and I'm so sorry for all the bullshit that you've had to put up with it's unacceptable one thing I think was really nice to see was the staff over at Ubisoft penning a letter um, in support and solidarity with those at Activision cons- you know considering you know their history uh, they're coming pretty fresh off of you know with their own allegations and you know problems over there so that was good to see and I hope we get to see more of that kind of support as you know, this saga continues. I feel like that's definitely an ongoing thing over at Ubisoft. And um, I have to imagine that because these employee groups have been formed, that unionization is not far away. Yeah. Hopefully. What I'm really curious about is if the rumors that they are delaying things on purpose, just until the controversy blows over, I wonder how accurate that is. Um, Overwatch 2 pretty famously got announced several years ago at this point. Mm -hmm. And it was right after the Hong Kong protests were at their peak. And there hasn't been much in the way of development announcements since then. And I think the leading opinion is that they released the announcement for Overwatch 2 well in advance of when they would have done that because they wanted to blow off some of the steam from the Hong Kong backlash Mm. that they received. And they have now also delayed their mobile Diablo game, which people have played and reviewed. Like, the game is done. So what... Could they possibly need such a ambiguous delay for? And why are they delaying it? You know, right. not that I would be interested in playing it right now for all the reasons that we just discussed. 
but it seems pretty um, conspicuous and convenient that they're doing that. Yeah, I mean, that is kind of weird. Has any of the devs said anything about it? Or or is it just something that's sort of existing at the rumor mill right now? It's definitely a rumor mill thing. I bet any employee that spoke about that would be terminated. And they couldn't then claim that it was retaliation. Because almost certainly you're just not allowed to talk to the press. So unless it's a leak that they very successfully hide, Mm -hmm. I doubt we're going to get internal confirmation about that. And also, you have to remember that the the devs still want you to play the games. Ultimately, they might be asking for you to protest or boycott or whatever right now. But just like at the Amazon plant fight, the Amazon workers didn't want you to stop ordering from Amazon in order to support them. They wanted you to do other things. So as always with all of these uh unionization efforts or just run-of-the-mill conflicts between workers and their bosses, it's always wise to take the lead of the workers and find out what they are asking for and do what they need you to do. Yeah, when it comes to supporting all these efforts, we want to make sure that we're listening to the workers first. I'm sure there will be more news about this as we move forward. We'll definitely keep you updated about what's going on as much as we can, given (laughs) that we are a two-week show and things are moving very fast. Uh, Hopefully nothing big happens between us recording this and you listening to it. Um, Either way, again, solidarity with the folks at Activision Blizzard. EA Play happened. Uh, It happened basically as we were recording for our last episode, so we weren't really able to incorporate it. Uh, All of the Apex Legends stuff that we'll talk about in the home screen was basically announced. Um, And even though this wasn't part of the show, I did want to follow up on some of the drama that we talked about in the last episode. Apparently, the hackers that hacked Titanfall were exposed as being some of the core group of players that were trying to get Respawn to fix it. Like in particular, there's one user on Twitter that posted a very detailed fix that the Respawn devs could use, kind of like a fix that you wouldn't know to put up or think to put up unless you were the person that broke it in the first place. That's uh, an interesting way to implicate yourself. Yeah, it was a total like painting a target on your back kind of thing. So when people were in the midst of the crisis, they were like, oh my God, thank God there's a fix, like a boost, like here, respawn, use this fix. And then they were like, oh, wait, where did this fix come from? (laughs) And uh, a few other nuggets of information uh, came out and it looks like there was a big conspiracy to get Respawn to give the people that care about Respawn some kind of creative control over the game? Like they're just going to give these people jobs because they came up with this fix and then once they have those jobs, they would take over or something. So was any of this actually about Titanfall? Yeah, they really love Titanfall and they wanted to work on Titanfall and turn it into what they think Titanfall should be, which is basically Apex Legends, but not Apex Legends. There's a quite the roundabout. There's there's no real A to B thinking going on over here, is there? It was a total like... Cuba-esque false flag operation. <laughs> that does not mean anything to me. <laughs> Maybe um, it means something to Ben, but I think he might be yeah, the only person. <laughs> it means something to anyone who saw those Cuba protests for what they were. Anywho, we also found out that one of the lead game designers for Apex uh, is super racist and sexist, or at least used to be super racist and sexist to the point that they had a bunch of public racist and sexist blog posts and someone found them and now their Twitter bio says former respawn lead game designer. I'll have a job in two or months. I was going to say years, but let's not get ourselves. (laughs) James Gunn got fucking hired, you know, immediately. So, you know, the rest of the EA play stuff, um, 
wasn't that exciting or we're going to end up talking about it in some other way like The Sims. Um, I did want to say the Dead Space remake was confirmed and there was some footage for that. And also Battlefield 2042, the game customization, like their version of the Halo Forge basically Mm -hmm. looks extremely good. It does. I think I'm going to really hate how much I'm going to enjoy this game. <sighs> There's going to be a beta in September, and I'm I'm very excited to sign up for it. Like, this shit looks very wild. You can have folks from, like, World War II battling niggas from the Gulf War. I don't know. Yes, <laughs> We hate war. I love we that hate imperialism. That's your only real <laughs> reference. You said World War II and then the goal. what else? <laughs> what other conflict? Well, you know, I didn't want to do a modern one because it felt insensitive, but also, I don't know, whatever. I think the Gulf War is a modern war. Is it? Yes. Did it happen? I was born the year it happened, actually. That recent? Yes. I'm American. We don't. They, we don't talk about war enough. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry for all those that I... I'm embarrassed. That actually reminds me of something that we didn't even put on the agenda because I forgot about it, but that jogged my memory. Oh. As a mega fan of The Division, I am eagerly awaiting Division content, but Ubisoft did make that announcement about X-Defiant, which is basically just all of their... Tom Clancy franchise stuff. Oh, that's right. One game as yeah. a shooter. Is it, uh, like a Valorant PvP. Was it like three versus three? I don't fucking know. I don't care. It you are not excited. It doesn't look interesting <laughs> at all. I mean, it, it looks interesting <laughs> if it's free. <laughs> we like the price of free. I'm not going to pay for that, though. Yeah. For a fully mm-hmm. PvP mode where, you know, you're basically just... The cleaners and the division and a bunch of other enemy factions from other games I haven't played. I don't know. It, it doesn't. It very much screams. This should be just a part of the division as like a separate mode. Not this deserves its own whole ass game. I think what is also rubbing a little bit of salt in the wound is that they're using franchises that they haven't actually made games for in quite a while, and people really want <laughs> games for them. Yeah, the gamers don't feel good about this one. Uh, yeah, I, I just forgot about it, honestly. That's really all that there is to say. Wonderful. Well, right, I think it's time to get into these last two weeks in Nerddom. We finally watched Harley Quinn. And I would say probably because of that story about the fact that WB won't let Batman eat pussy. <gasps> Why did you just, it's so explicit. Oh my God. I don't, I don't appreciate. Mm. They I didn't, do not want Batman. It was aggressive. To go down on Catwoman. Clearly this is something that you're invested in. Which is canon, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, what, that show is so irreverent and so fucked up all the time. It is a it's extremely great. adult cartoon. It is extremely adult and Batman going down on Catwoman would not be the most ridiculous thing that that show has done. I'm not using this to say that it's in any way ridiculous. I'm using it as a selling point. There are lesbians in this show. There are lesbians. There is lesbianism. There is homosexuality. There is homosexuality. There are homosexuals doing crimes. What do we want? We want to be gay and do crimes. crimes. You know what Harley Quinn's about? A gay gay and doing (laughs) crimes. Uh yeah, I mean it's great. I was I was very pleasantly surprised by it. Just watch it. Get you that HBO Max, even though that app does not work. Don't rewind when you're trying to watch. Don't hit pause. You better pee, get your snacks, all that. You just yeah. hit the thing and then you just let it roll. You just, just let it rock. Life. You can't. It's temperamental. It got feelings and shit. Mm-hmm. Just sit there and watch it. <laughs> it's so good because I think they it is so like off the wall from the usual DC stuff while also having, like, really big DC things in it. Right. It, which is, like, hilarious how they use it. Yes. And I, I can't... I don't want to spoil anything. Like, it's just... It's such a, an amusing ride that you should just go watch it. 
when the kids are in bed. It absolutely is something that you should watch even if you don't have any connection to DC. Oh, yeah. You'll just enjoy it because a lot of the characterizations are not necessarily canon, like, comic book characterizations. Right. The new Harley Quinn and, like, her new look and this whole independent from Joker thing, that very much is happening in the comics, and we love that for her. And the relationship um, with Poison Ivy is also not something that's really new if you've been around comics and stuff. But there are some deep cuts in the show that I had no context for. Like, I had to look up whether or not Kite Man was a real <laughs> villain. You did know Condiment Man, though, so that's, I'm happy I about that. I did know Condiment Man. But, you know, it, it's like that. You're, you're not going to really miss anything by not having a lot of comic book knowledge, and it's absolutely worth it just on its own. The cast is... Deck. Incredible. It's so many celebrities. I didn't know that going in. And so every five minutes in the first few episodes, we were like, oh, I wait, that who is that? That's, <laughs> that's so-and-so. <laughs> like, Wanda Sykes is in this. Tony Hale is in this. Chris Maloney is in this. Ron Funch is in this. J.B. Smoove is in this, playing the most fucking hilarious oh my God. character in the show. I Also, I want to fuck King Shark now. That's what I learned. Apparently, people. Well, we we'll have. To, could we? Should we? Should we use this as a transition point? Sure. Watch Harley Quinn, and also we haven't watched the Suicide Squad. We have not watched the Suicide Squad yet. Mm-hmm. Say that five times fast. Right. Uh, apparently, that King Shark, that interpretation of that character, is also very fuckable. Huh. Allegedly, that's what I've heard. Y'all um, are really about these monsters and Ron Funches, though. It's just extremely cute. It's a very... He's like a black nerd. He's definitely yes. black. Oh, no, yeah. King Shark is black in Hollywood, which we love. <laughs> we love representation. Giancarlo Esposito is in... Yes! Giancarlo's in play, it. Plays fucking Lex Luthor. <laughs> it's, it's a really sad cast. We're not even covering half of the people that are super famous that are in this. And I'm surprised at how well-constructed it is as a narrative. I just really enjoyed it. I really had a lot of fun with it. I think if you're going in there trying to be comic accurate, then you're not going to get what you want. And it's. I think the show has something to say about that, too. They if do. you watch very long enough. Very, they, <laughs> very explicitly. They, mm-hmm. they have some... They don't pull any punches. No, they don't pull any punches. I really enjoyed it. Um, but yes... Suicide Squad came out. We're going to watch it. We'll talk about it in the next episode for sure. And I'm actually going to watch both. I'm going to watch the old Suicide Squad oh. and I'm going to watch the new Suicide Squad. That's generous. It is generous Who's, because I've heard when you the say, old Suicide Squad is I'm fucking awful. going to watch the original, does that mean we? Have you already seen it? I'm afraid to. I plead the fifth. You plead the fifth? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's my constitutional right. So we are going to watch both the old Suicide Squad and the new Suicide Squad. All this French, parlez-vous, I don't understand. <laughs> 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 um. <laughs> Idris Elba, speaking of the Suicide Squad. Oh, that's a good transition. Thank you. Uh, he's Idris Elba. That's all. That's it. We love you, Giselle. I think that that's actually... That's it. That's the only part. Yeah, I think that that's <laughs> enough. It, it's warranted that he just makes it onto the show. Do you think that Idris Elba's agent is like, just like... Do you think they just have like a normal conversation, maybe like a happy hour, and they're just chatting back and forth, and they're like, oh, yeah, this project and this project and this project are just coming up, and I don't know who to give these to, and then Idris Elba's just like, yes. I don't know. I don't think that Idris Elba's career makes any sense. No, very confusing. I think that Idris Elba is just extremely hot and does whatever he wants. Yeah. Must be nice. No, didn't he, he like DJ one at one he time? Did, I think. We have buried this lead. We have. He is now gonna be Knuckles in the Sonic movie franchise, the first of which we didn't see. No. But everyone says Jim Carrey was really good, and it's on the mm. list. It's hard. For some reason, watching 27 episodes of television and watching one movie <laughs> in my head. It's, it is different because you, you got to watch the movie in one sitting. You can't pause. There's no natural like, okay, like next week on, you know, like okay. I, I, I'm not that person to start a movie. I, if I'm sitting down, I'm going to start a movie. I'm going to fucking finish it. 
I have moved away from that when I know that I'm not really going to love it. No. I, like I commit Suicide Squad, every time. I will probably watch that in, in multiple chunks. I am recreating the movie-going experience. You either sit your ass down at the time, you get to the theater on time, which is 15 minutes early, you sneak in them snacks, you sit down and you fucking watch that movie, unless it sucks, and you leave halfway through and demand your money back. I've never done I that. I don't have that option. That? No, I've never done that. Um, I don't think I've ever sat through a movie that was that bad. I remember walking out of only two movies, and one of them I was a child. So you really you didn't have any... That wasn't your choice to make. Well, it was a scary movie, and my... Oh, your mom was like, no, I'm not dealing with this shit. Because I was screaming. You, oh, oh, absolutely. That was the right call. I hope she got her money back. <laughs> Uh, ma'am, it does say that uh, they're on the rating that mm. did you... <laughs> and that was completely on her. I was not 13. I was watching monkeys been... tear people up. Okay, but here's the... What is the Planet of the Apes movie? No. Why do you think I'm so much younger than I am? I don't know. Because you talk about monkeys. There's only one franchise where monkeys tear people up. Congo. Congo? Oh, my God. This, actually, you're, you are older than what I think you are. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know what that movie is. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you. I hated that. Lord Jesus. Uh, yeah, you just thought it was going to be Knuckles. It came out in 1995. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was six. So yeah. I had no business <laughs> had no being business. in that movie theater. Said, man, we cannot refund that. Take it off. I'm so, so <laughs> sorry. We cannot refund that. <sighs> what were we even talking about? Idris Elba. Oh, that's right. Mm. He's going to be Knuckles. I'm sure we're going to run to the TV to watch this one streamed, right? <laughs> They keep saying in theaters only, and I keep saying I'll see you in three months. Like I'm not. Do you do you want you want to hear fucking Idris Elba talk about Chaos Emeralds? Is that what you're looking for? Oh, we can go to an outdoor movie theater now. Do those? They have those still. Driving? Oh, drive through. Driving. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh yeah, we can do that. Oh my god. Anywho, uh, speaking about being gay and fighting crime. We were talking about it pre- prior to the subject that was after the, the preceding one. This is going so off the rails. It is. It's what happens in nerdum. You can't help it. Sometimes, you know, it just happens. Tim Drake uh, has feelings for a, a man. Superboy, I think. Oh, Superboy specifically? I think. I'm not. Listen, I don't read the DC I don't, stuff like that. I don't read generally. So. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just seeing. The difference in reaction to it, mm-hmm. Jay wrote a really great thread that I he always does. retweeted on the Gamer Friends Twitter mm-hmm. and basically said, I'm excited about this specifically because Tim Drake is integral to some very popular franchises and they're not going to get him gay bashed and killed in like the next three issues. Oh yeah, it has to, like it almost forces a happy gay ending. Or at least like a gay ending where the gay person lives, which is still in this day and age a happy surprising. Yeah. Well yeah, the, the bar is <laughs> <laughs> in hell. Does this queer get to live? That, that is is the question. What a damn so, I hate everything. <laughs> everything sucks, y'all. Woo. Anyway, um I'm excited that people seem to be excited about this. Mm-hmm. I don't particularly have strong feelings personally about Tim Drake or what's going on in DC Comics right now in general. Have you ever read a DC comic? Yes. Okay. I've read all the famous ones. Okay, I'm just curious. I just did. I don't, I want to just, you know, this is an exploration really of how deep your DC hatred goes. I'm just curious. It's Tim just... Drake has not been in anything that I've read though. Right. When I say classic, I mean, like, I'm talking about, like, Justice League stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, I was curious. Just, yeah, I'm, I'm allowed to be curious. I know that Tim Drake is Batman stuff. Don't <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yep. Funimation and Crunchyroll are officially merging. They're going to become one supermassive anime conglomerate. And I have no idea if this is a good or bad thing. 
Well, I don't know either. But it's I guess Crunchyroll is temporarily good thing, and then until we realize the perils how bad of it capitalism, is. Well, we, their ugly heads. Exactly. Ah, uh, you know, it sounds like to me Crunchyroll is like, you know what? We're going to be the Netflix of just anime. Which, if anyone is in the position to do that, it's them. I feel like they already are. Well, yes, but you know, now it's the next logical step when you're, you know, in the content curation is then you have to start content making. So mm, I see. You know. Well, hats off to the corporate overlords who are going to make a lot of money on all of the weebs. Love love that for them. It's a big market. We love them. Um, Finally, speaking of corporate overlords making a lot of money, Disney apparently is only paying $5,000 to the comic book writers who are supplying the plots for their billion-dollar movie franchise. That much? What? <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about the billions. No. Yeah, I, exactly. That was, it was a joke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You missed it. It I, was No, I get it. It was a it. good face. I like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there are a couple of things here at play. Capitalism. No, let me stop. Uh, intellectual property. And... You know, seeing all the, like, IP things that are happening in the podcasting world, I can't help but apply that here. It's like, yeah, when you're a freelancer and you do work for hire, that shit is work for hire. So you make something that somebody wants to use 15, 20 years down the road, guess what? When the Spider-Man Far From Home ride gets added to Disney and they, you know, rip the scene from your comic book, you ain't seeing that money. I think that illustrates two things. One, that needs to change. Yes. The way the intellectual property works. I mean, you're asking for a fundamental shift. I'm asking for a lot of fundamental shifts. A complete restructuring of the media industry as a whole. I'm looking for a complete restructuring of the society as a whole. So... (laughs) Let's, let's wow, what a way here. to get to abolition is to do it through <laughs> Marvel Comics. Who knew? Anyway. So, first of all, abolish intellectual property. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, um, I think it riles feathers regardless of the legality of it, mm-hmm. regardless of the contracting, mm-hmm. just because they're making... Billions of dollars. Like, individual movies are making over a billion dollars. Their big movies are making several billion dollars. I I think that there is room to pay someone, like, a smooth million. You know what I mean? I mean, there absolutely is. And it is quite irritating, I guess, to hear that it's only $5,000. Like, that, come on now. It's, it actually should be. Ridiculous. It really needs to be proportional to like how much shit are you actually using? Because some of true. these movies, just you know, it's like the whole plot. It's like the whole thing. I totally get that. You're a writer at a bare minimum. Paid a smooth million. Who, like, if if there was a news story that was like someone complained about getting a million dollars from Disney, <laughs> I'd be like, shut the fuck <laughs> up. Like, I do get that proportionally it would be way more than just a million dollars. But given that we're talking in the scale of billions, I think it's... Look, I'll just say this. If someone is going to exploit my work and is going to pay me a million dollars to do it, fine. (laughs) Enjoy, love. Thank you. Like, all right, great. I'm done. I won life. (laughs) I'm done. (laughs) I probably never have to work ever again. I mean, if you play your cards right, if you if someone gave you a million dollars, I guess pre, pre-taxes is the problem. You, you gotta. I think the problem here is all the Twitter threads that would come from that. You know, we've seen what $100,000 will do. Who knows what a million dollars will do? You know. <laughs> <laughs> this is, we've gone off the rails again here. We have. But, uh, we have. I mean, yeah, pay people what? They actually contributed, even though you don't have a legal reason to. Like, it's it's just a bad look to me. But I don't think it's going to change. Like, I don't think it's going to dissuade 
younger comic artists to be like, well, if I like do something in this ends up in an SPU film 30 years down the line, I'm not gonna get paid anything. I guess people's dreams to work for Marvel or DC or like any of these huge companies. So it makes sense that you get freelancers to come in and contract workers to come in to do the shit. Cause it's like, oh my God, it's Marvel. And then you have your that precious IP for forever. You're absolutely right. And everyone should go read Karl Marx and Vladimir Lenin. And why don't you drop some music? you've been playing some games oh just a few games just a few games really quick a mobile game that came out like at least a year ago if not multiple years ago at this point excuse me we do not talk about mobile games here we're real (laughs) capital j we have seen an explosion in this game's popularity out of nowhere my youtube algorithm was like hey do you want to watch this game being played at a really high level. That was what killed me about it, is that you started playing this game and you're like, I'm like, oh, okay, that's cute. And then I see you watching content being made about this game. I'm like, what? who is doing Who is doing this? The content came first. I already oh, played the game. I well, had the game download. You should say what the game is. Oh, that's true. Mini Motorways is a mobile game, yes. which I think is also on the PC. It is the sequel but a completely different game to Mini Metro. In Mini Metro, a bunch of stations would show up on the map and you had to connect them and you had a limited number of lines and a limited number of trains and a limited number of bridges and tunnels and like all these different things. Mm -hmm. And the goal was to move as many people as possible. And it was just going to get harder and harder. There's going to be more and more people. You had to have a really efficient Metro system. And eventually... One of your stations is going to have too many people waiting, and the game's going to be over. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not laughing at you. Hmm. I'm laughing with you in this specific situation, which is that it is hilarious that you found a mobile version for the exact niche genre that you love, oh so dearly. And it's actually quite interesting to me to think about a quite a, a management game like that on mobile. How does it work? Uh, you know, it, all, you think, it's like systems and LOL. Yeah. Second of all, it's it's not complicated at all. Mm-hmm. There's a very small like drawer of icons you okay. can think of that have your special things. So if you've got two bridges, that's where you'll see that you have two bridges. Otherwise, you just use your finger. You're dragging the lines with your finger, and you have to make sure that they go to the stations. It's it's not complicated. It's not like City Skylines in terms of depth. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely is very interesting in, in terms of management. Mini Motorways is the thing that has become extremely popular on YouTube in the past like week for some random reason, maybe two weeks. And... It's the same concept, except houses pop up on the map and stores pop up on the map. And you have to draw roads from the houses Mm -hmm. to the stores. And everything's color-coded. You need to make sure that as many red cars from red houses get to as many red stores as possible. And that there's no traffic so they can go on their journey and get back. And that's it. So the game keeps generating trips that the cars have to take. And eventually your roadways get super clogged and there's a store that needs a certain number of trips and you can't get enough cars there. And then eventually your game's over. But the fun thing about this is there's a very special tool called a motorway Mm -hmm. and you can basically build a giant overpass Mm -hmm. like across the entire map. There's no limit on how you draw this overpass. Okay. And anyway, it's a ton of fun. I had fun when it came out, but I haven't really been commuting for a long time. And so I haven't played it in a very long time. I saw it on YouTube. 
and I got super into the YouTube rabbit hole about this game. And then mm-hmm. I started playing it again and I just want to recommend it. It's really good. It's really fun and it's free. It's on mobile. It's part of Apple arcade. If you have that. And uh, if you are curious, just type in mini motorways or mini Metro on YouTube and you will find now thousands of videos of people playing this game. Uh, and, it's, and it's great. Well, I'm happy for you and your extremely niche game that now also has content being made about. Are you like learning how to be a better mini motorways player? No, I knew it. Like there was YouTube content about the game before. Got so it. all the tips, tricks, shortcuts, etc. I was already aware. You knew. You're an expert. Yeah. I'm on the leaderboards. Really? Because there weren't that many people playing. I bet I'm not on leaderboards anymore. Wait, how high were you? In the hundreds. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Did you take a screenshot of any of them? I think I took a screenshot of one of my ending scores, but I wouldn't be able to tell you Damn. what just, position that is on the leader. I wanted a receipt. Is all. Wow. No, not that I don't trust you. It just would have been a. It just would have been nice. Hmm. Maybe well, some content. Maybe, Put it on Twitter. Can show you later. Ooh, yes. Yeah. We recently took a trip. Hmm. We are have since been back from said trip. Um. But I still wanted to play video games. You did. So I decided to check out. XCloud came to iOS devices by way of running it through Safari. <laughs> they Which said, is exactly <laughs> what I said. It is what you said. It was. it was. So you run it through Safari and it's like, make a shortcut on your phone. So it, and then the shortcut has like a cute little picture. So it looks like an actual app, but it's not. Um, you know, you sign into your shit and you start streaming. We had. Multiple problems. Because mm. I was testing it before mm-hmm. we left. Because I was like, I want to be out here. Like, if I have to bring the Xbox, I'll bring the Xbox. But I want to make sure that this shit works. Because it's in beta still. Or whatever. It's not It's not out, out. Or whatever. Anyway, uh, we had a lot of problems connected to the controllers for some odd reason. And in true tech fashion, it was turning everything off and turning everything back on again. It was like some dumb order we had to do the thing in. It was like, connect the controller, then open the app, and then blah, blah, blah. And it finally worked. I think it is a unique situation with the um, leak. No, with the latest Series X controllers. We didn't have an older controller to fuck around with. We did have the Elite 2s, and those were working at some point. But then it was a mess. We got it working. It was a total mess. It was a complete mess. And it was way too much troubleshooting, and I hope they fix it. I did say, I was like, hey, this isn't working. You should fix it. Um, Very nice. There's no reason also why it eventually worked but didn't work at first. Well, it was very weird because the controllers were connecting and, like, I was playing, like, Apple Arcade games with it and it was fine. But then when I went to go do xCloud things, it was like, what are you doing here? Whatever. So I got a little phone clippy thing, got it working, and it runs okay. Uh, It's Game Pass game, so you could play Forza. Uh, the lag on it was not really set up for it. It was quite sensitive. And I was on hotel Wi-Fi. It was not popping. But whatever. I decided instead to play Streets of Rage 4. I don't know why. I just was like, oh, what's something that, like, you know... Hey, I can test how bad the lag is, I guess. But also what would be kind of fun and not frustrating to play with the poor internet connection. I don't know why I chose a fighting game, but I did. Hmm. I just did a lot of training and practice on easy mode but whatever uh it was fine it was cool and then i think i also could have played with anyone else like you still have the xbox home button thing and you can still see your friends and all that so i'm i don't know if you could chat through it i didn't try that but i'm assuming you could like if i wanted to play with someone i could do that um so i can't wait for that technology to be on all games so that way i don't have to miss a week and a half of apex i Need to get on that. Am worried about the intensity of the lag, given our internet connection was awful. <laughs> it was not fast and it was not strong. So it could be that that was entirely the issue. I tried to play Destiny on the same trip. Yeah, that was not happening. 
it was happening in the sense that I was grouped up and I was in a party. <laughs> you were, I was in the strike. <laughs> you were able to play the game, but you were not able to play the game. The lag was so bad that if I tried to aim at something, by the time my reticle actually got there, it had moved and I had tried to readjust the aim. Mm. So it was like playing in stop motion. It was, it was not good. Um, but I will say we tested it here, as you were saying before. And once we finally got it working, I did play a little bit here at home on our Wi-Fi, and that was fine. So I, I do think that the Wi-Fi is a, is a major, big, major play. Which makes sense. Yeah. I mean, like, clearly, you are streaming. it's a streaming situation. I do think that, um, from what I've heard, Stadia is a little bit better at optimizing the low latency uh, out of not as great connections. Like they do have a minimum requirement. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, I wasn't using Stadia and so I have no idea. No idea. Also, we gave Stadia a compliment. Just putting that out there. I didn't give Stadia a compliment. I I merely... You said something fair and balanced. I I reflected what I have heard (laughs) about Stadia. With no first-hand experience. Right. So before we move on to more games, uh, since we're talking about Xbox and speed, mm-hmm. I think uh, we have to address some some numbers mm. that we've heard mm. out on the ether <laughs> on some specific RSS feeds. So to catch everyone up, we have some friends at the... Player two has entered the podcast podcast. Uh, I say it like can, that every time, huh? Yeah, I am. You can hang out with them in the Discord. Mike in particular is very active. And he heard what I had to say about the PlayStation in our last episode, PlayStation 5 specifically. And my comment was, you know, I don't think the load times are all that incredible on games that aren't specifically designed for the PS5. Like, legitimately, Ratchet & Clank basically had no loading. But when I did Detroit Become Human, it didn't seem that different (laughs) to me um, from PlayStation 4. Well, Mike ran the numbers. and Full investigation. He did a full investigation. Almost like a true crime podcast. We'd love to see it. Um, Sarah Canning wept. he, He did drag me a little bit. Because I compared Jack and Daxter to Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> a little? That was that was more than a, a little tug. Admittedly, I did not play the first Jack and Daxter. I came in <laughs> at two, and I had not ever played a Ratchet and Clank, so I just assumed. But I, look at, I don't know. Look at where it got you. I think the type of game that it is is still similar enough. Regardless. I have nothing to say. Regardless of that. uh, Mike ran the numbers. You can hear all of this in, I think, now two episodes because they released weekly um, two episodes ago. Anyway, the numbers basically are that on most things, the consoles are even for the most part. Like, Xbox edges ahead in a few games. PlayStation edges ahead in one or two games. I mean, Xbox edges ahead a little bit in more games. But, you know, the the point is (sighs) that they're even for the most part. And it's just true that we don't have an Xbox exclusive made for and only for the Xbox Series X. So until we have that, we can't really compare what the next gen loading is like. But if loading third-party titles is any indication, you cannot go wrong with either console. It's going to be faster than last gen, period. Well, there it is. There it is indeed. All right, let's get back to the games with the Back for Blood beta. Love alliteration. Oof. So this is... The new zombie horde game brought to you by the former team of Left 4 Dead. They have since grown up and are making new zombie games. But that is, it's, 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 this is the spiritual successor mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a little bit of Left 4 Dead when I was in high school, and it was very scary. I didn't like it. That much. That's very funny. Now I don't give a fuck. Like this was fine, but I don't. I find... feel like you play a lot. Of, you played a lot of Left 4 Dead, right? 
I didn't find it to be that scary when mm-hmm. I played it, but I also think that part of what made that game so fun was that I almost, I don't think I've ever played with anyone that isn't my sibling. Oh. First of all. Yeah, I was playing with high school friends. Second of all, it was really just us screaming. Yes. And running around and barely surviving each time. That was a Slenderman game for me <laughs> in college. Yeah. That game was fucked up. I, uh, we, we always played co-op, mm-hmm. uh, like couch co-op together. And it was always the four of us. That That's was, beautiful. that was just what it was. I will say my nostalgia goggles are totally on. I don't have any complaints about Left for Dead, uh, <laughs> or Left for Dead 2. I loved those games so much. They're perfect games. 10 out of 10. It's going to be really difficult for Back for Blood to replicate all of that. I can tell you from playing the beta, it feels like I'm playing Left 4 Dead 3. Mm. It it looks like I'm playing Left 4 Dead 3. The atmosphere is the same. The music, the cues uh, for when things are coming. There's just a lot of stuff that is extremely similar, and it felt very natural to me to be playing it, and I knew instinctively what to do. There are some added things in there that I don't know how to feel about yet, but I'm not, I don't feel negative about them. I just am apathetic. So you can now collect coins. There's like money scattered around each level. And at every checkpoint, you can buy stuff. So for those of you who have never played Left 4 Dead, it is just a zombie game. There's you and three other people. Each person has like a different set of skills and stuff. And you're fighting your way through four levels to complete one act. It's a it's a story structured game. So essentially you're trying to escape an area or investigate an area and then escape it, etc. And the game's levels are like constructed in that way. Mm-hmm. So the fourth one is always a big finale of some kind. Um, and that's exactly how this is structured. So when you're gearing up in between those levels, you have the opportunity to buy things, mm-hmm. which is not something that was in the previous games. It was very welcome. I ran out of ammo a lot, very quickly. Cause I'm, I'm the type of person, if I'm going to look for playing a zombie game, you have to run through with a pistol. It's the only gun that makes sense. What? Oh Yeah. Yeah. Don't so, listen to him. It's That's so dumb. it's so much. No, no, it's not dumb. It's fun. It's dumb fun. <laughs> That's what I tell you. <laughs> yeah, I love. I just love. A, I love a pistol. I love a Magnum. You know, just give me, give me that. Get, put the assault rifles away. That's that new age zombie shit. We don't do that. A purist. One bullet per zombie. Boom, 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 boom. And then was it that seven shot? Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Instinctively, look at that. Reload. Next. Boom, 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 boom. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, whatever. You can play with pistols only if you want to. I think that's weird. I did like, though, that in those areas, they allow you to upgrade your weapons. Like, before, yeah. the shotgun was the shotgun, and the AR was the AR. Like, it is. it was what it was. Now, there's magazines, and Sights. there's different... Stop. There's different uh, rarity levels, and so the purple one's better than the green one, like almost in a very um, MMO kind of way. The second big thing they added in is a card system, which Much was like, completely foreign. Yeah, it, it's kind of like um, Dead by Daylight, where you get little not power, well, yeah, power ups or like increase magazine size by 10%, increase healing, whatever, by 25%. You know, some for the theme, some for you. And, you know, you can pick and choose which little things that you want. Yeah, so you can build a deck in this. The first card is automatically selected. And then after you complete every new stage, uh, you or I should say when you start a new stage, in addition to the one that's automatically selected, you get to select an additional one out of your deck and it just builds. And so the final level, your deck is going to be pretty large. I do think that there's a death penalty, but I don't mm. know how exactly that works. Like maybe it takes away the card that you selected on the round that you died mm-hmm. or something. We did die once and I noticed that there were some cards missing. Mm-hmm. So I think that that might be what it is. But anyway, um, it basically just adds modifiers into the levels to keep them fresh. 
Left 4 Dead 2, the enemy waves were different almost every time. There were a limited number of those types of waves, but like there wasn't the same monster in the same corner every single run mm-hmm. through. And so yeah, it kind of yeah. kept it fresh. This is their version, I think, of keeping it fresh where, you know, one run you might have all these extra perks and a different run if you're running with different people who have different uh, skill sets in their deck, then it's going to be a very different experience. I'm very much looking forward to this game. I'm not looking forward to the way they're going to monetize it. There are already some Evolve-ish red flags, Evolve being the previous game that like crashed and burned. Like map exclusivity. We hate that. For whatever dumb reason, you're going to have to pay and get the battle pass in order to access all the maps. Granted, if someone that you're playing with has a map and chooses to play on that map, you can also play on that map. Okay. So it's just an elaborate game sharing regime thing we have to set up. I mean, sure. The problem with that is that if it's already on my fucking system, why can't I just play it? Yeah, I know. It's dumb. I, I think it's real dumb that we don't just all have the same maps. I thought we were past that. I thought we were past segregating player bases. Wow, that's that's like the new buzzwordy way to say that. We love that. Good <laughs> for you. Keeping up with trends. Whatever. Anyway, all that said, I... It's on Game Pass, and I'm going to be playing it for free, and I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for it. It was fun. Uh, It was very funny. I was, like, complaining. Not complaining, but saying, wow, it's kind of easy until it wasn't easy. And then I was like, wow, this sucks. Uh, It's very hard. And, uh, yeah, I don't think this is going to be a game. It's like Dead by Daylight for me. I'm not going to, like, ask people if they want to play this game because I don't – like, zombies are fun, but they're not that fun for me. But if three other people are like, yo – Let's play some uh, Back for Blood. <laughs> Not really, yeah, sure. I love that you didn't even... I was going to say, I kept saying, wanted to say Dead by Daylight, and then I was going to say Dead for Left, and then it just, I had to look at the notes. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. I am. Finally, we have been playing season 10 of Apex Legends. The gay season. <laughs> What season isn't a gay season of Apex? That's true. Everyone is gay. This one is especially gay. This one is queer. (laughs) Not the distinction. We love that. Um, The new legend is Seer. He's very black. Very queer. We love that. There's a lot of gyration. There is a gay black brunch hat. The Atlanta hat, as you you may call it. Uh, (laughs) No. There's a lot of voice lines about overcoming adversity. I fight not for your acceptance, but to be free from your acceptance. So anyway, so here's my new main. So here's your new main. Oh, let's not forget Chadwick Boseman's impact. Obviously. Yeah. Rest in peace. It's Shout a out very to Chadwick Boseman African accent. Which means that it's it could just fit anywhere. It's, <laughs> it's just yeah. all-encompassing. We love that. His abilities are a little overtuned. I will not say overpowered. Oh, overtuned. Ew. Get the fuck out of here. I his tactical <laughs> ability basically scans people and blinds them and disrupts their healing and does a little bit of damage. Like th- that's too many things that It is too doing. many things and the first match I played against people playing as him was very disorienting. <laughs> I was yeah. like, what the fuck is going on? Like, every two seconds. His passive is that when you're aiming down sights, you can see the heartbeats of nearby enemies, like, as a little radar almost on your screen. Mm-hmm. It is not that easy to interpret. Like, I've been playing him mostly since the season launched, and it's not precise. hmm I don't think that it's the advantage that a lot of people think think that it is. Because footsteps, you're not showing up on the harpy monitor if you can't be heard. That is my impression of the of the distance. Mm -hmm. Although, I don't know, maybe mm, that might be wrong. But either way, I've absolutely heard people more than I have seen them 
when ADSing, mm. but then hearing them, I immediately ADS and know exactly where they are. <laughs> so that has been uh, great. And then his ultimate ability is uh, like an orb, like a dome. Uh, well, it's not a dome. It's, it is a sphere because if you get it off the ground, it's a sphere, but whatever, anyone that's moving inside of it, that's not, uh, walking very slowly or crouching, you can see them and not just see them, but also see how much health they have. So I won my first game essentially by abusing these overtuned <laughs> abilities. Overtuned. <laughs> uh, I, I wrecked shit. It was fucking awesome. It was great. I love Seer. Congratulations. I'm actually just happy to see uh, another black man the only black. Oh, 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 you're right. You're right. Another black man. That's right. We've been play- two black men. We've been playing as duos. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> to, to those who don't know, Pathfinder is a black character. Yes. And I will true. not be expanding on that any further. That's true. Pathfinder is black the way that King Shark is black. It just <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> exactly. It is what it is. Well, since I'm not expanding on it any further, I think that's an episode. I think that is a show. We love that. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a gamer friend. Tell two gamer friends. Tell as many gamer friends as you would like. You can also rate, review, and subscribe on your platform of choice. And if you really like the show, you can support it with money. Because that is the world that we live in. On Patreon. And shout out to our existing patrons. Abner, Emma, Enya, Sarah, Nerdy, Cody, and Shuli. Thank you very much. We appreciate you. And you can hang out with almost all of those people in our Discord, should you so choose. Link is in the show notes. And we will be back <laughs> in two weeks. Hopefully, some more news will happen. It's been it's been a little dry. A little dry, but you know, sometimes I'm you happy just, with that. I'm, I'm fine. fine with that too. You know, I don't. It doesn't need, need to be to complicated. It doesn't need to be long need every time. You know, like it's fine. It's fine. Absolutely, it's fine. And one last thing: if you are at all interested in hearing about my career, ugh, I hate how that sounded. Mm. It does not. It's not. Whatever. If you're interested in hearing about how I got into all this podcasting nonsense, I just did an interview over on the Revision Path podcast hosted by Maurice Cherry. Uh, and it was a good it was a good time. It was a great conversation. I'm so honored and privileged to have a luminary Ambi Award winner as my co-host. Wow. Thank you. I can't wait to do shots out of the trophy with you. <laughs> it doesn't have a cup in it. I hope it's hollow at the bottom. We'll make it a cup. We'll make it a cup. All right, y'all. This has been real. Deuces. Bye.